Hello, world. Welcome back to Golf Subpar with Colt Nost and Drew Stoltz, our final episode of 2023. It's been an incredible year, as always, my man, Salise. Thanks to everyone out there for listening. Can't wait to do it all over again in 2024. An enormous thank you to the listeners. We love you guys. You're the best in the game. Thank you for all the messages. When we show up on site, everybody holler and get amongst it. We love you. Thank you for listening. Yeah, slow year for golf in <laughs> 2023. Hopefully it ramps yeah. up a little bit in uh, 2024 for us. And if y'all want to get us a Christmas present out there, we would love for y'all to go to our YouTube page, subscribe, like, all that. We've got the incredible OGO Caddy video up there where Sleaze and I absolutely dominated carrying the bag. Pro a lot of requests, A lot of requests coming in. I don't know about you. It was 100%. I'm, just I'm having a to, tough time negotiating the fee. These guys are so cheap. Man. I'm whittling down who I'm going to caddy for at the WM Phoenix Open this year as we speak. Who do you got it narrowed down to? Taylor Montgomery and um, whoever Monday qualifies. Anyone <laughs> else that I meet in the parking lot yeah, at McCormick Ranch. Done. Uh, that's pretty much it, but man. Perfect. Speaking of Taylor Montgomery, I was just up in Vegas, Shadow Creek, playing with Monty, Taylor, all the boys up there had an absolute blast. Wow, speak of the devil, Monty Montgomery just texted me as we're as we're doing this right Dang now. Ain't uh, You didn't pay your bill. <laughs> yeah. um, but cruising around Shadow, our favorite place mm. on the planet Doesn't to tee it up better. and get amongst it. Had my rock form going playing all the tunes out there having an absolute blast you know we love rock form love them took it to vegas didn't have to charge it all week best thing about it 24-hour battery life depending on how fast you play could be five rounds of golf waterproof incredible magnet which does could suck the suck uh, ches Reeves wallet wide open <laughs> and that ain't that ain't saying it lightly but that's a strong ass magnet with that magnet you put on the side of your golf cart frees up your cup holder so you can have your transfusions going got two of them you can pair them together get really loud that's, that's when you want to get real weird and real we, weird we highly recommend getting it. it's a great christmas gift go to rockform.com that's r-o-k-f-o-r-m.com rockform com enter code subpar and get yourself 25 percent off 25 percent off just a heads up to all my close friends and family for christmas you'll be getting a rock form and you're welcome because that's a good ass gift by the way it's something you actually use you don't got to take that back and return it or get shop credit like you do for most of the other stuff so merry christmas early yeah. to all my friends and fam rockform.com code subpar 25 percent off all right let's get it going here a little slow week in the game of golf had the pnc championship which is always awesome to watch all the parents and their kids, whether it be, or or the or the kids and their grandparents, whatever, out there teeing it up, a family event. It's awesome to see. And surprise, surprise, Bernard Longer won again with Good his for son him. Jason, his fifth title in this event, tying Raymond Floyd for the all-time record. This is his third with his son Jason. He won twice with Stefan um, back in the day, but I believe his first win came in 2005. Now he wins it again in 2023. He, the guy is just, as we always say, he's a robot. Jason and Stefan start having kids. He's going to probably win with the grandkids at age 85. Like the dude doesn't do anything, but keep on winning. Shout out to them. Obviously the big, you know, draw for the PNC tiger and Charlie Woods. I'll say this. Charlie did not disappoint. Uh, he's 14 years old. They moved him back. Some tees didn't stop him from driving some greens. I got a text Colt from a buddy on the PJ tour who I don't even like talk to all that often, like super regularly got a text so randomly. Randomly, it wasn't the lair. The lair was locked in at Q school down there. But uh, he said, Charlie Woods has the best swing in golf. It's a bold statement. Right now, which is bold. And I, like we said before, I was like, prepare for all the freakouts about Charlie. And we're going to give him 15 majors and all that stuff. He might win 10 majors. He might never play on the PGA Tour. Uh, there's a lot of distractions uh, that aren't there at age 14 that come on later in life. But dude, the golf swing is, it's disgusting it's really like good. a hybrid of early tiger mixed with a little bit of rory right now it is it is good for 14 i mean he hit a couple three woods that i saw whether the monitor was right or not but 165 mile an hour ball speed he can move it and by the way again 14 years old he was playing farther back than bernhard was is that right yeah bernhard was one set that tees up from charlie well bernhard pretty damn good i don't think he has 165 Ball speed no. with a three wood. Nor he's, do that many guys. He's period. 65 years so, old. <laughs> whether they're juiced or not, I don't know. But the, the kid's moving it in the golf swing. Oof. Yeah. Just uh, keep doing what you're doing, bud. Tiger and Charlie ended up finishing T fifth, but congrats to the Langers on picking up their fifth win down there at the PNC Championship as I dropped my pen. Um, but also, Q School going on right now. Actually, as we're filming this, final round's going right now. A lot of stressful moments out there. TPC. Sawgrass, they're playing the Dye Valley course and then Sawgrass Country Club just down the road. Five PGA Tour cards on the line. Then the next 40 get eight of basically eight events on the Corn Ferry Tour before the reshuffle and everything. But man, Q School, it's going to be awesome to watch. Five guys, five in ties 
will get through to the PJ Tour and their life will change. But man, I can't imagine. They got five inches of rain down there between Saturday night and Sunday morning. Rained 24 hours, basically. Had to take a day off. Golf Dude. course was too wet. Had to, just basically did not play on Sunday. Had to come back on Monday and finish it up. Worst case scenario for those guys that are in the top five or just outside the top five. If you're in contention for that tour card, sleeping the night before the final round is already tough enough as it is. You finally get through it. You wake up. You're ready to go. Let's get this thing going. And then like, oh, we're not playing today. And then you can't, like I imagine, unless you go somewhere indoors, you're not able to practice, hit balls, do anything. And then you got to show up and play the biggest round of your life the next day. When we left, this thing was underway. It was jammed up. We got a lot of juice, a lot of mojo. We're trying to send to the way of Spencer Levine, trying to make one of the great comebacks uh, in golf. Everyone loves him, Spence. World beater, amateur player, great junior player. Over 200 starts on the PGA Tour and then lost it all. Lost his Corn Ferry Tour status, was playing mini tours, and then via Monday qualifiers made his way back into this spot right now. So huge shout-out to Spence. I hope he gets it done out there. But damn, this is this is one of the – probably the greatest – day of golf in terms of like actual drama in terms of affecting people's lives that you can possibly have i'm glad i'm not there i got sweaty hands just even talking about it big day because you got your cashmere big on. day and we did and we matched up today a little carolina blue. blue little carolina blue shout out Makes to the my heels eyes pop i love it um all right well let's get to our guest this week oh wait one last piece of news that's pretty cool announced via dan hicks at the pnc kevin kisner will oh, be yeah. headed in the booth for two events this isn't a full-time permanent replacement they it's still haven't announced that yet still a hobby but Century Tournament of Champions and shout out WM Phoenix Open too. It'd be great to get Kiz on there. Um, I think Kiz just kind of testing the waters, but I know it's going to be something different than they've had in that booth for a long time. A breath of fresh air. I assume we're going to get the normal Kevin Kisner that we always get, which is the reason he's got this opportunity. But it's going to be fun to see him in there. He's only 39, so he's got a lot of good golf ahead of him if he if he still wants it. Look, I like this move. I think it's going to be great for NBC. Kiz a very fresh voice never done tv before he's hilarious he knows the guys very well he's not scared to take some shots needle the guys he's one of the best shit talkers there is out there i think this will be great for tv we always said we don't agree that you have to be a major champion to be in that chair kids has won plenty of times on the pga tour he's played a president's cup contended in major championships he can give his opinion, and I think people should respect that opinion. You don't have to win five majors to have an opinion on golf. The guy's been around golf. He's been good at golf since he came out the womb. He's one of those guys. I hope, like, I don't think we got to tell him, but, like, just be kids, you know? We don't, like, don't morph kids into, like, just the generic golf voice that are on a lot of the channels out there. I hope he's him. I hope they give him the room to run and be him because it's going to be, it's a, it's a like, legitimate reason to tune in and just watch those, even if you're not that into it, just see how kids does. I think it's going to be awesome. Yep, going to be a lot of fun. They're trying a couple guys. Um, Jeff Ogilvie also is getting a chance there. Jeff's great, as too. Well. He's fantastic. Yep. All right, let's get to our episode this week. Yes. And we want to make this very, very clear. This is our final episode of 2023, episode number 199 in subpar history. We wanted it to be very special. We were invited to an event for Phoenix Children's, which is a hospital here in in the Phoenix Scottsdale area, which I know you've done some things with in the past. Yeah, we know a lot of cause. the people involved. It's a fantastic cause. Okay, well, they wanted John Rahm to be the interview that week, and they invited us to come do a subpar episode down at Man Manor Barbershop. Shout out, Edgar, for the incredible host you have. I don't go to a lot of barbershops, but yours is beautiful. If you did, <laughs> I would go be, he's nice with the straight razor. John yes. got touched up before the interview, the whole thing, the beard, the whole nine. Uh, Manor, home for the stars. Yes. Does a great job. But this was filmed about a month ago, well before the John Rom going to live announcement. So before anybody freaks out and starts commenting, we just want to let that you know, like, this thing was filmed before then. There is no live talk in it. This is all about his incredible year, winning the Masters, the incredible league Ryder at the Cup. Ryder Cup, some great stories, and also talking about why he wanted to be involved in Phoenix Children's and this great cause. This is all about positive. It's the holiday season. We don't talk about live because we didn't know it was going to happen. Nobody knew it was going to happen. We had this, like you said, it's been over a month since we recorded this. We were saving it to the last one. John's getting involved in a great cause. He donates money. To this great cause, he puts not only his name behind it, but he also puts resources behind it, too. And like like you've said, we did not know. Yeah. John had made no indication that this was happening, so we didn't skirt the live topic. We didn't talk to him yesterday. John just came out and said, look, I'm not talking till February, by the way. So when February rolls around, trust me, we'll be on the horn with John Rom, trying to get him in here and talk about everything that he's allowed to talk about at the time. But at this time, nobody knew. We didn't know. The golf world didn't know. So we didn't just skirt live and not talk about it and fluff him the whole time. Like this was 
pre any of that happening, just to be clear. And some great stories. And once again, thank you to Phoenix Children's for inviting us and having us out. We had a blast. It was cool to be in there. And it's always fun talking to John. This was also coming right off his pit, throwing out the first pitch at the World Series, which was really cool. Right. Yeah. He had a lot of stuff going on, made the time for the kids. Awesome stuff. All right. Here we go. John Rahm on subpar once again. All right, welcome to a very special edition of Golf Subpar here in front of a live audience. We're going to set the stage here for the listeners in just a moment, but first introduce the man of the hour. He's had a hell of a year, four wins, not to mention a Ryder Cup trophy, another Ryder Cup trophy, and a green jacket, just coming off a fresh cut too. <laughs> Senior Guapo John Rom, how we doing, brother? Doing good, doing good. Uh, you know, happy to be a part of this this special edition. Hopefully, hopefully, we make it a good one. Yeah, always obviously good to see you, John. We've we've now had 195 subpar episodes. You were guest number one, only because Scott Harrington wasn't available. But thank you so much for being so loyal thank to you, us. Yeah. <laughs> but we're here at the Manor Barbershop, which is where you come to get that beautiful haircut mm-hmm. in beautiful Old Town Scottsdale. Um, tell us a little bit about this place. Obviously, shout out to Edgar for hosting us tonight. This is an incredible spot. Thank you, Edgar. You got you looking right too. Yeah, this is this was a very like expedited version of what usually we usually do here. I, I like coming with my friends like Thursday night, Monday night football, whenever the sport, so they can take their time. We usually like to be the last people in here. And uh, not gonna lie, he does. He does an incredible job. We're almost here for two hours because we're talking so much. But uh, yeah, it was actually through a friend of mine. His name is John McMurray. Uh, you might see him out there in the long drive amateur competition. If not, he is, like he likes to say, slinging medical devices. Slinging. That's what he does. That's what he does. Uh, so he's the one that came here first and then he introduced me to, to Edgar and uh, me coming here as often as I can. Barbershops have changed a lot since I had hair. This is a nice place. Yeah. No, I mean, they can still do your beard. So, <laughs> oh, When was the last year you got one? Last, like, last, like haircut yeah, or yeah. beard trim? Oh, probably when I was, like, 21. <laughs> when 21. I mean, that's a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, Lost it young, John. You know, if I had hair, it wouldn't be fair. This, 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 you know, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. No. Yeah. But you most have, importantly. You have a beautiful beard, though. Thank so you so good. much. That yeah, nice beard. You're way nicer than Drew. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, most importantly. Much. We're here for the Phoenix Children's Hospital. Yes. A great cause that I know you are very passionate about. And it's just, it's crazy to think 40 years ago, they just had one location. Now, there are over 75 pediatric subspecialties and 40 locations throughout the state. It is an incredible institution, and I know you're very proud to be a part of it and help contribute. You know, it's being in the position that I'm at as a professional golfer, I try to help if I can as much as possible. So it's uh, such a cool idea, such a cool project to be a part of. And um, yeah, I'm just glad I'm, I'm, I'm just glad I was available tonight to be able to do this. It's, uh, it's a beautiful event. And, uh, you know, somebody that had I been born here, I very, very likely would have been a patient with my club foot. So, you know, uh, for many, many to come, um, it's, uh, it's only fair that they get the best, the best care possible. And does it resonate with you a little bit more even now that you're a father of two, oh yeah, like oh, it yeah. kind of hits home a little more, doesn't it? Yeah, just meeting some of the people in the room that people, you know, obviously people behind the camera. I'm kind of thinking, I hope I never get to see you again in the hospital. Uh, I hope I never get. I don't have to walk into those doors with my kids because uh, it's one of the scariest things in the world when you know they're not feeling right or or they might need the care that you know not everybody can can provide. Yeah, yeah. they're they're doing great things, and obviously this live studio audience we have. Has done a lot of great things so far to date. They've raised 1.3 million dollars to support the foundation and the Hope Fund. It's the biggest charity golf tournament, which happens next week. The biggest mm-hmm. charity golf tournament in Arizona. So thank you all so much because none of this would be possible without y'all. Yeah. Thank you. Clap it up for yourselves. Absolutely. Well, Johnny, it's been a while since we've had you in studio. Uh, April, right? And you're finally getting a little downtime in the golf season after a busy a year. What? It, how does John Rom fill his time when he's not playing competitive golf? <laughs> what have you been doing, dude? Oh, it's a lot of downtime. I'm actually back to practicing now, but the last three weeks after the Spanish Open, I uh, do nothing. Nice. I am terrible at doing nothing. Um, going absolutely nuts at home, driving my wife nuts, getting kicked out of the house, obviously, because I was driving <laughs> nuts. So, uh, try. I mean, just at, at the end of the day, trying to be a dad. So I wake up in the morning, you know, get, get kept out of bed. He usually wakes up earlier, and I take him to school, you know, make him 
breakfast and, and whatever he's going to need for lunch and just do the normal things uh, that I can do with my kids, pick them up, be with an echo, which, you know, I rarely get to spend one-on-one -on -one time with each one and, and be quality time because usually I'm playing and have to share those those hours that I have with them. So it's, uh, it's really fun to be with both of them. Um, glad that they haven't gotten sick of me yet in those three weeks. Uh, they still miss me, which is great. Um, I was just in the Callaway shoot Monday and Tuesday and got back home and it's the, the excitement, the same excitement as if I've been gone for two weeks. So it's great to see. Besides that, not not much. Uh, Call of Duty? Nothing. Are we still no, Call of Duty? I, have, I have not been playing whatsoever. Being a parent, i got to put a damper on that uh, a little like, bit. I, I, everybody I text are like, oh, we get in at 9 p.m. and that's an early time for them. I'm, Man, I'm asleep at 9. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not wasting three hours of my night playing a video game badly, right? Like, I, I, that's just not going to happen. So... Uh, I, I, I try to use that time to, to spend with my wife, which again, we usually, you know, put the kids out, have dinner, and it's, I'm kind of getting ready for the next day or the next day of practice, next day of tournament. So uh, it's nice to have that downtime with them as well. How's, how's John Rahm around the house? You know, dinner, I'm guessing you don't cook. No, I'm, and then, I'm horrible at cooking. And when I said I cooked breakfast, I'm glad nobody was here to call me out on it. <laughs> Like it's more like it's just he gets Cereal. his he gets his no, not even no. Luckily, Kippa does not like breakfast. Like he likes this fig bars he lead in the car and that's it. Like that's not Chef but John. I, but but I can microwave the heck out of some meatballs. So that's um, that's that's usually how it goes. Do you do the dishes? I do the dishes. Yeah. Oh, what a good yeah, husband. Yeah, I I I do like things being clean and I do enjoy actually doing the dishes, which is weird. Diapers. How are you? Speed wise, being. I, I should be on the Red Bull team changing diapers, mm -hmm. okay? I, it's um, an art, isn't it? I'm quick. Yeah. I'm quick. Yeah, that you thing, and Slee should have a race. We should film that for Get some part. That'd be great. It, possible, it depends but. on the kid. Mm. It depends on the kid. Now that Kepa is old enough, he just sits there and helps you out. When they're younger, they do not want it. So that's a big difference. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. a different experience. Yeah. The first time you get in there, mix well, it up. You're I, coming. I think we got to go back to April. Yeah, <laughs> let's move past that subject real quick. <laughs> Bring um, Natalie in. She's we got to go guest. back to April because obviously you won your second major championship, one mm -hmm. that is very special to you. I know with Seve's history there and it being an anniversary for him there. But to win the Masters, a green jacket, as a kid from Spain, how special was that week? Extremely, extremely. It's it's hard to put into words. It really is. Um, something you dream of your whole life and to, you know, have the luxury to win an, an unusual Masters, right? With the weather delays, the rain, playing two rounds or a round and a half on, on Saturday. It's, you know, take take pride on that. It wasn't the easiest tournament to play. So um, it, was, it was an honor to have a chance and get it done. And again, there's so many things, right? For people that don't know, it was... 40th anniversary of Seve's second Masters win. It was his birthday, uh, April 9th. My caddy was wearing number 49 because when I signed up, I was the 49th player. Uh, you know, so, so many things that, that kind of made it so, so special. And, uh, you know, the one thing I keep remembering is I have a, a picture in which I'm holding my son and my dad is hugging me, embracing me on the 18th green. So to see, to see that always makes me emotional. Right, it's uh, it's quite unique to see three generations right there, and and to share it with both my son and my dad was was something I never thought of. So How often special. do you look at the green jacket, just to remind <laughs> yourself, like for it to set in, just like, dude, we I just want, wore it. The other be, night I know, we'll fifty thousand. We'll get to that in a minute. But you, when you're just at home on a Tuesday, you're like, let me go check that thing. So it's it's where it is on my closet. I I basically walk past it every day, so nice. uh, I see it every day. Nice. Yeah. What about taking it out? I know there's a lot of rules on you got to get permission to take it out. Where is the coolest place the green jacket's been thus far? It might have been just recently. Well, no, it's, it's made two appearances. Uh, what I've had it on, your podcast being first. Uh, yes. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Well done. This is why we, this is why we love you. For your future uh, Masters champions. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Well, and then uh, I did have it on the celebration and display. I didn't have it on me because the champagne shower would have not agreed really well with it. Um, Neither did I, but whatever. That's that's another point. Uh, second time was the first pitch of the World Series. Yeah, yeah, that Which was the second you dominated. time. How do you feel about that first pitch? It was. I very few times I've been that nervous in my life. No kidding. Yeah, because the problem is, I should have blocked a few numbers. <laughs> you can call them out. We'd love because his friends. His friends are just haters. Uh, 
Like when I tell people, I told a fan, I'll just say, I told my brother-in-law and when he found out, he's like, man, you got to throw a strike. I'm like, throw a strike. What do you think I am? Like if I had a foreign in hand, I'm confident I can do it. But like, like I'm not right. And there's like, yeah, you can't love it. You can't bounce it. I'm like, thanks. Uh, so I started asking baseball players on what to do. And everybody was pretty much on the same level. They're like, don't go on the mountain, which I wasn't allowed to do. It's great. But then everybody's like, don't love it. Don't bounce it. And I'm like, okay, well, that leaves me one option. Uh, and then the one friend in common, he comes up in this podcast a lot, Ben Herman. I'm driving to the stadium and the text I get is, man, you should let your wife throw it because I know she's going to get it over the plate. <laughs> For people that don't know, my wife threw javelin in college, so his, she has a heck of an arm. He texted Eva Longoria while I'm in the clubhouse, so he comes up to me to show me the text. And I'm like, man, this is five minutes before and I'm getting all this, like players actually giving me a hard time. So... Uh, Meanwhile, can tough. we talk about how he's texting Evan Longoria right before a World Series game? Yeah, maybe leave the guy one. alone. Hey, that's it's exactly what I was thinking. I'm yeah. like, yeah, maybe don't text him One thing to that. text you, but the guy actually has to play in the game? Yeah. Yeah, yeah thanks, Ben. He's probably texting you five minutes before your final round tee time at the Masters. Don't no, blow. no, he didn't. He didn't. I, actually, I don't know. I didn't look at my phone. But yeah, there was, <laughs> there's a few haters. Uh, I did practice, though. I did practice. In the jacket? Yes. I didn't practice on, nice. on slacks, though. That was the mistake. The, the leg restriction. Kick, the leg kicks hampered. There was no movement whatsoever. Slacks. So that's why. So in all my practice, I never missed a pitch right. Ever missed it right. And when that knee came up and barely moved, I'm like, well, I guess we're going from here. And that was straight to the right. No mobility. So actually, there was a couple of good ones at home that I felt good about. I'm like, actually, it's respectable. Um, but, but yeah, I, yeah. I just. 50,000 people weren't watching you, though. Yeah, no, that was yeah, plus all on hey, TV. That, play, that play became real small, yeah. I'm going to say. That's it's one of the Matthew, only balls the Rangers slaps. didn't hit that night, though, now that I think of it. It's one of the only balls the Rangers didn't hit that night. Yeah? Good for you. <laughs> there were some good tweets after that. That would have been a walk because yeah. I would have smoked him straight in the face. That's, that's, uh, there were some good tweets from the golf people after it was 10 nothing in the third. They're like, did they leave John Rahm in for the first three innings? <laughs> <laughs> they might, I mean, uh, might, as well. Well. Uh, might as well. Yeah. <laughs> Bullpin games. That was, that I, yeah, I would have walked the first three guys, and then you know they would have just hit the next and be five zero either way. So well, I know a lot of people here. Some were actually in attendance over in Europe in Rome at the Ryder Cup. Which congratulations, I guess. Thank you. A lot of disappointed people in Thank the room. Yeah. Uh, so John, just tell us why does the USA suck when they go to European soil? Give us all the secrets. I don't know. What do I know? I I don't know what's going on, on the other side. Uh, yes, you do. I really don't. I wish I did. Give us your opinion. What, I, I mean, simply put, this time we played better than they did. I, that's all I can say. That's a boring answer. I don't know. I just... For 30 straight years yeah, over there. I'll awesome. ask you this, because so much was made about the 30-year drought. The I Americans think it has more win. to do with us than it does with them. That's my guess. Do you think there's more pressure? Was there more pressure on you guys as a European team being like, we got to be the team that doesn't lose the 30-year streak? Or is it more on the Americans like, we got to be the ones that break this? I can't, take for the, I can't talk for the whole team, but I certainly felt the pressure. Um, being first out with Terrell, you are, you know, you're kind of put in a position to set pace and, and get some blue on the scoreboard, uh, which likely we did right away. But uh, it's, I, I felt it. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to be the team that lost it at home, right? So th there was pressure. There was pressure for sure. Um, but it's also motivational, right? You, we had with Jose Chema as a vice captain, and he can tell you all the stories in the world because he's been part of most of those teams that defended that cup at home, right, and, and changed it. So it was part of a team that won away for the first time at Muirfield Village. So it's it's great to have somebody with his charisma and his stories and his legacy in it. And I think uh, a lot of little different things combined that make it so special for us. That's what made us play the way we did the first two days. I heard Jose was unbelievable in the team room. Hard to explain. That's so cool. I have a picture on my phone that would tell you right there exactly what it means. Yeah, it's It's... It's hard to describe, but this, and he doesn't know they took this picture. Well, I told him, but he didn't know when they took the picture. Luke made this, I don't know if there was a video out there, this soccer-like locker room where we all had our name in a, in, uh, a sentence on our native languages uh, that some people didn't even know they had, uh, like the Irish and the Celtic languages and all that. And um, in the middle, they had Sevi in the last ever shirt he ever wore as a Ryder Cup player. And this is a picture of of uh, of Ollie on Sunday after everything happened. He's just he goes in alone because there was a door you could actually just be locked in by yourself. And he just puts his hand 
on the glass and he's just face down kind of holding himself like that obviously try to feel that connection with Sevi and and that was I mean that tells you everything you need to know that's uh, awesome for yeah. somebody like me when I'm talking to him and he says certain things like the emotion I have going to that first tee is so different it's, it's just hard to explain that's cool. really hard to explain yeah. I hadn't heard that and oh and he's telling you stories about everybody it's just so much fun that's awesome and like hindsight is really easy I feel like to evaluate captains after the fact and question things if you're on the losing side or praise things if you're on the winning side but from the jump Cole and I agree on this like Luke Donald seemed to be doing an unbelievable job with the European side would you agree with him being just a world-class captain yes uh and i think the whole team wasn't kidding when we're all saying two more years because he he and his wife diane absolutely killed it in every aspect of things that was such a good Ryder cup uh that he set that bar extremely high all right some big news here from subpar we have officially launched our own youtube page make sure to subscribe at golf underscore subpar on youtube check out this week's video uh like subscribe do all the stuff colt we got some cool behind the scenes stuff coming and uh give you a little outside look at some of the stuff outside the studio so please like please subscribe you're the best listeners in the game we love you back to the show i gotta put you on the spot here because i'm curious at the opening ceremonies which some of the people were there you know they had the fighter planes go over mm -hmm. they had the red white and green the colors of rome as they went over and then zach johnson gets up to give a speech yes and they just happen to do just another flyover right in the middle of it and I, I kind of interrupted. I, did you know that was coming? None of us did. That none was of, I felt horrible for him because that is nerve-wracking <laughs> enough, especially as he's trying to pronounce names in Italian. Yes. And another flyover goes by. It's, uh, whoops. Yeah, they <laughs> sorry, were, they, not, yeah, sorry. They he were started. close. I don't think that was meant to happen. There was no chance that was meant to happen. He, he just started. Circle back, it. circle back. He started. Yeah. Yeah, it was like right when he was getting going, trying to speak no, a different exactly. language. Yeah, he actually caught on the stride and he, he, he was going good. He was doing great and... Yeah, no, that was... That set the tone. I, I really feel bad for him. I mean, no, that's no way everything else happened, but... Uh, that's what we think. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> There's no way to really know for sure. Rory recently said, he said he thinks winning a, a Ryder Cup on foreign soil is one of the hardest things in sports, not golf. You've played on both sides. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I can agree with it, yeah. I mean, if you think starting besides 2012... 2014 every time the home team is is won by a landslide i mean he hasn't even been close mm -hmm. so uh, i would say though y'all y'all gonna have a much different team obviously heading into beth page in a couple of years i mean the guys that were you know legends of the Ryder cup the the polters the westwoods mm -hmm. the garcias obviously we're getting towards the end of their career at whistling straits and that's why i think that's one of the reasons it was such a massive blowout now y'all are young well, the US hungry. played incredible that week though yeah. i mean the goal of the u.s team played was absolutely amazing so it's a combination of things though yeah i just think y'all's team is much stronger now than it was and we we needed that i don't know how to say it that it's not a reshuffle but it's like a re renewal of the team like you just said i mean there was four, four or five players that were part of nearly 40 Ryder cups combined and if you add up the vice captain so many so yeah, I mean, they're they're part of a team, they're part of the history, but again, sometimes having those, those new younger players like a Ludwig, it's a good thing. So um, I think that's one of the big reasons why we played so well. You have uh, the younger spirit of, of wanting to continue the legacy of what they've seen growing up. How, like, how much did it mean to you for Captain Donald to put you out first in singles? Because that's, yeah. a, that's a hell of an honor. Yeah, he told me early too. When, he, uh, when I saw I wasn't playing on... Friday afternoon, on Saturday afternoon, I figured I was going to go early. Um, in all the conversations I've had, they've always wanted me to go early, but uh, he arrested me to go first, and uh, it, it's an honor. It's an honor. Again, when you're going first, they want you to, to set the pace, right? If you see blue early on, that's going to motivate the other guys a little bit more uh, and hopefully demoralize the other team, if if that matters at all to them. And um, you, you do feel the pressure, especially at home. It's... Uh, it's unlike anything I've ever felt before. And it was a lot of fun, you know, and it was great to have a great match with Scotty. We both of us played good golf. And um, I think that that half was uh, was a pretty, pretty deserved score for both of us because uh, either, either, either of us could have taken it, right? I think the way we played down the stretch, I made birdie on 12, tapping 13. Then he has tapping on 14, birdies 15. We both birdie 16. I mean, it was, it was just great golf. So I think it was very deserving to have that half. It was a big half for both sides. We needed that full point. You guys needed to keep us off the board. Yeah. That was just a great match played all around. Go back to the foursomes because you played with uh, Tyrrell, 
both times. You were a formidable duo. How did that team come together? Was that analytics? I know you guys looked a lot at that. Or was that like, hey, he and I, we mesh really well together? I think... I think Terrell and I made Tito and I made a lot more sense together after a psych evaluation. To be honest, <laughs> that's what I kind of what I was getting at. Were you yeah. the Tony Robbins of that pairing? <laughs> Who's the positive guy? Yeah, me. Yeah. Oh, me, me. For I mean, he's very positive. This is the thing. Terrell and I are both severely misunderstood. Like, right? Yes and no. Like we, I think we mean a lot of what we say. It's just when you say it, you get it out. And it's a way to just keep fighting, right? When somebody is like that, usually they have a lot of grit within them. And Tyrrell is an incredible player who also, when he gets frustrated, plays incredibly good golf. So having somebody like him next to him, it's a lot easier because we both understand. If he ever got mad, I was like, yeah, man, let's get it out. Let's go get it going. Like he was pissed after missing that second shot on 15 and the par pot on 15. Um on the Saturday foursomes in the morning. And then he hits a good tee shot, I hit a bad chip shot, and he makes that 15-footer right before Xander has to putt. And, you know, it just brings out the best in a player like that sometimes. So knowing each other like that, I thought was very, very important. And I think that's why we made so much sense. I don't think it really mattered. Tito Green, he's an incredible ball striker. He's good at everything, really. So uh, I teed off on the holes I teed off on because I'm a longer player. And in theory, a bit, bit of a better iron player. but. I think our match was more mental and, and, and personality than, than anything else. How do you think Terrell will, will handle the very welcoming and courteous crowd up in New York in a couple of years? <laughs> They're friendly. <laughs> friendly environment. I love New Yorkers. I love yeah, New Yorkers. You're trying to get, get out your side. in front of it. Like yeah. No, I, I love going over there because it's, it's really fun to play sports over there, right? Obviously, we're going to be the enemy for the week. So we're going to hear what we're going to hear, but you have, you also have some of the best sports fans over there. Um, even a whistling, like I'm playing with Sergio. Clearly they don't like us. We're playing good, even less. And even after making a good part or winning a hole, you know, people are angry, but you can still hear a lot of the crowd giving you props. And that's what I respect. It's always going to be the two or three guys, Maybe one or 200 guys are going to drink a little too much and say some things that maybe they shouldn't say. But for the most part, they understand sports and they respect sports. So we're going to see both things. But unfortunately, what you hear most and louder is going to be the comments that you wish you wouldn't hear. But there's a lot of people that respect it as well. So there's, there's both sides. Now, I think Terrell and I might get paired again together. <laughs> so we might need a full-time shrink on that foursome to calm us down somehow keep us together in that on that golf course but i would like to follow that match honestly i, I think <laughs> I, I i love the the atmosphere being on the other side and i think turtle's gonna like it as well yeah you two are the guys that i would think like that might fire you up hearing the the booze and the things like that but there's some guys especially oh, we hear golf, things like that like, so often at this point that is just because the way we are like every time we get mad you, you know, i always hear somebody oh there goes rami again like yeah well <laughs> i mean you know it's gonna happen what do you expect like it's I hear, I hear it, he hears it, you laugh, you move on. You should start doing like cooch and just be like, shoot, darn it. Golly, golly shucks. I've tried. <laughs> it almost frustrates me more to just say that. I don't know why. It's like, Speaking of drinking too much, most importantly, who was the yeah. uh, MVP of the after party? I was the, the LVP, the least valuable player. Oh, it's disappointing. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I let the team down severely. Uh, so... I thought it was going to be Shane, but everybody told me that Dark Horse in the race was Seb Straka. Oh, yeah. yeah. Apparently, Seb can put down some, the ox can can put some drink. Yeah. 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 I, uh, I mean, he's basically from Georgia. It's not even really fair yeah. he was on y'all's team. Well, I don't know. I think if there's a drinking competition, the, U the U European team wins by a landslide. I do. And also, who came up with that incredible song that America is terrified and Europe's on fire? The oh, the USA is terrified. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's the no, one. That's I might a, win that, a Grammy. That's the that one. was the crowd. That was the crowd. <laughs> so I liked it. You, you guys saw the video of us doing it on the bus, but we heard it through the entire tournament. And I, and you hear different versions. I heard the USA terrified, Rambo's on fire, Rory's on fire, yeah, Tyrell's on fire. So you could do it with so many names that we heard it throughout the entire tournament. Yeah, that was great. Since it's coming <laughs> to the States and we get dominated in the chanting and the singing over there, how is it that they always come up with like, there's a, we were there every day and it was like, dude, there's a new one. They got a new one on number one. Oh. Who's coming up with this and getting it out so that everyone on the first team knows it? And I think it's because they're, they're football hooligans. That's just what they do. Yeah. Sorry, soccer. That's a big advantage. Uh, yeah, they're just what they do every season. They come up with something new. So they, 
they figure it out. If I'm going to say something for anybody going to Bethpage in a couple of years, please come up with something new to support your team. Yeah. Because if there's something about the U.S., you hear the same three to five chants on every sporting match of every team of everything in this country, well, which is great, but it almost seems like you're cheering for both teams. Mm. Right? Like, that's kind of like if you can get going yep. with stuff for your team and personalize it to the players, I think it will make it a lot more fun. You don't think that USA chant's real creative? Well, you hear the USA. That's pretty good. Right? <laughs> the, uh, they, they spent uh, a lot of time on that one. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, I believe that we will win. Yep. That one as yep. well. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's it. Got that uh, one. That's the end of it. Yeah. Well, and a couple others that just, there's, you know, I just would like to see a, a well, little bit more. Guys, well, we there's mean. two guys sitting right here that are happy to go up a week early, Seth Waugh, if you're listening. And work with the crowd a little bit, get some yeah, creative a little things juice, going. A little juice in the no, arena. No, that said, it's hard. I don't know how they come up with what they come up with, but hey, they're good. Did you at any point think I've meant to tell you this, but I also was like, be honest, was Team USA that week, even though you're my guy. But it's this right. was the perfect. You're the Spaniard. You're in Rome, the Colosseum, the gladiator mask. I thought we've talked about this, and I was like, he's gonna wear, it. he's gonna come out of the tunnel in the gladiator mask. No, do you regret God, no. looking back now? They're like, dude, no. that was the moment. We've talked about doing it on sixteen at the Phoenix Open. I'm like, dude, this is actually wrong. You know what the amount of pressure I would have, would have to, I would sick. walk out with. No chance, I'm doing that. It would have lived forever. Now, on in that, hindsight, on that part on eighteen against Scotty, because it was so long, I had a lot of time to think, and your mind's racing. When they started going online down the hill, I was thinking, if this goes in, I'm stealing a mask because people had them, and I'm going to the green and giving the, are you not entertained? Yes. Now, then I was thinking, well, I'm the first one out. You never know. And uh, then I missed it at the end of it. But uh, That would have been filthy. <laughs> would have been so dirty. Yeah. Had my putt on, on Friday afternoon not been a bit, quite a bit of luck on 18. I probably would have done it there, too. Went but. in with nice dying speed. I mean, it's in. It is what it is, but uh, perfect line, obviously. But had it not been like that, even if you just hit the back and not jump up, I think I would have been able to celebrate it in a different way. But, yeah, uh, we definitely missed an opportunity with that. Yeah, that, was, that somebody, was the moment. I thought somebody in the crowd was actually just going to start chanting Spaniard at one point. I don't know. I just I was hoping at least. But That would have been our American friend. very friends. close, <laughs> very close to texting like, dude, this is the time. I don't, you know, I, got, I can't, you know, I can't commit treason, but – if there was ever a time, this is it. It would have been, yeah. All right. All so, right. It worked out all right for well, you. Well, <laughs> since we are here at the Manor Barbershop on this very special occasion with Phoenix Children's Hospital, we're not going to do the E9. Instead, mm. we have some questions from the audience. Okay. Okay. And I don't know if we should say the names because with some of these questions. Don't so do it. Don't do it. We'll just keep it anonymous. We'll, we'll be able to tell who wrote it yeah. by, by once you read this it. This one's actually serious. What is the most meaningful win in your career so far and why? I've actually haven't been asked this in a while. Oh, they all mean something different. Um, as special as the U.S. Open was, the Masters was just hard to explain. That Masters meant so much to me that, and I didn't think I, it was gonna be like that. I thought the U.S. Open was always going to be the highest because the way I I finished the last two holes in those putts. But um, yeah, the, the Masters, this Masters, I think may go down as my most meaningful one. Can't argue with that. Yeah. Hard to argue. From the yeah, I mean, I, unless I happen to do it in some other anniversary, I guess next year is Ollie's first year. <laughs> first Masters 30-year anniversary, so you never oh, know. Oh, great. Like, go yeah. ahead and bet John again. There we go. <laughs> some inside info for you guys I over there. I think the last, the last two times is finished on Seve's birthday, a Spaniard has won. I think the last time was Sergio in 2017. See, this is helpful information before yeah, pre, the pre-tournament. Tournament. Pre well, yeah. people say those things. I don't know. It's just... I think they might. I don't know. I could be very wrong. Yeah, your turn, Salise. All right, fair enough. This one feels like it may, we may have someone in the audience from the Northeast. But, uh, John, did you like the country club at Brookline as a venue for the U.S. Open? I thought it was a great golf course and it was a great venue. Uh, they didn't make it as hard as they could have, and it was still a six-under winning championship. So uh, I enjoyed it a lot. So I hope, I hope we get to go back. Okay. Next one. If if you were to play a competitive round with Sleaze, how many shots would he need to give you? It's been a while. <laughs> it's been yeah. a while. He he used to give me two aside. Mm-hmm. Uh, You've gotten better, though. I'll give you that. Yeah, we might be at one and a half aside now. It's competitive. It all depends on how many Red Bulls he has before teeing off. That's a good point. Yeah. He switched. He's over on Celsius now. 
Oh, you're in Celsius? Anything that gets the heart moving. I like to feel like it's worth something, you know what oh. I mean? That's why I'm ready for the cup. I'm ready for <laughs> I'm ready for Bethpage if they need me. Shotgun two Red Bulls, that's do ten push ups, and that's how you that's how you practice the for pressure. pressure. People that's, don't well, get it. Yeah, that's this no, is next for, level. Some people here know, but he wouldn't I mean he'd what a total of five balls, three putts, two Red Bulls, and go to the tee. What else do you need? Yeah. Everyone else is overthinking it. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm not I, overcomplicate I this I thing. Agree. Um, well, right. we, we know some Whisperog members are there an hour and a half early, so. And it don't, does it work? Well, this one particular one I'm thinking of, yeah. yeah. He's a doctor. Well, a fake doctor. He's a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> he can write prescriptions. <laughs> I, I, I love that you know who I was talking oh, about. Of course. Right yeah, away. there's and one. By the way, there's one. You only think he's there an hour and a half early because that's when you get there to have breakfast and everything. He's been there. He's the first person on property. Is he? Oh, yeah. He meets okay, the yeah. staff there. That's when he starts warming up. He's eating three hours before yeah. steam it's, the whole nine. Um, no, wonder, no wonder he gets up and down from everywhere. It's, yep. This is a juicy burger right here for you, Johnny. In your opinion, who will be the next world number one who hasn't already occupied that spot? Oh. Uh, Victor, ha- Victor Hovland. Mm. That's probably the right. I, had to choose probably, one, yeah. I would probably agree with that. Anyone else in the mix? God, I started Victor's thinking about right, right rankings. Now. Yeah, I would, I would have to say Victor. Victor should be, I think in my mind, is the one that's, that's ahead. Yeah, he's... Yeah. He's gotten, gotten it figured out. There's right a lot now. of players with with potential to do it, but I mean, based on his progression the last few years, I think he'll be the clear clear one. And that short game, yeah, kind of set the tone at the Ryder Cup with that first the chip in. Anybody's seeing this, and as a fan of Victor, they'll understand. I'm a fan of Victor. Yeah, not his music, but spin love him. Yeah, spin love. Yeah, um, you remembered a couple places here in Scottsdale. Where is it easier to win money, Whisper Rock or Silverleaf? Silverleaf. <laughs> Can you go into detail why? Well, because last time I went to Whisper Rock, I shot nine under and lost $600. So, yeah. Do you, want, shoot, do you want to talk 10? about who your partner was Because it's day? a bunch of vultures over there. That's why. <laughs> They've uh, gone from wolves to vultures. <laughs> I mean, it's insane going to that golf course. Like, I can't, I'm sorry. It's a I, nice, it's I, a I nice gave place. Somebody, I gave somebody five strokes. Like, I shoot an even par. Like, like what is going on? Right? Like, it's not... Mr. Trius, don't listen to John. It's a wonderful well, place. Well, the worst thing—the worst thing is—I'm glad the people I play with the last few times don't look at the handicap they have me at, because it's ridiculous. Plus nine, actually, they do. They screenshot and send it to me. They'd use a plus nine and Wyndham as a plus seven. I said, please make Rom give Wyndham one aside. <laughs> exactly. It's—I mean, listen. <laughs> that would be incredible. That's, 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 that's exactly my point. And then I get some scratch golfers. Oh, I need to give you nine strokes. No chance. In match play. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, let's play this game for this much. Yeah, of course. You gotta... Look how tough it's made you, though. Yeah. Got you a green jacket. Yeah. That's, that's, what, that's, that's why I go as often as that I used worth to. That's it, ain't it? When I, when I play a server leaf, I play Ben. I give him three strokes, and it's a lot more competitive because I have a chance of winning and losing, but it's a lot closer. You give Ben Herman, a non-professional golfer, only three shots? She beats me more often like that. Hmm. Used tough. to be two. Now it's three. Tough. Tough game out there. Funny his name just came up, because I actually have a write-in from someone not in the audience, from Ben H. from Scottsdale. You kind of already addressed this, but he wants to know, are you the only golfer on the PJ Tour whose wife would have thrown out a better pitch? So, he's here even when he's not here. I am... Wait, seriously? Yeah, it was a write-in. Yeah. Write-in. He's not here. He wrote it in. Oh, he wrote it in? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I, I think my wife athletically will do a lot of things better than most. There's some obviously, like Allison Fowler, who who was um, mm. a pole vaulter, uh, and a couple others that were athletes as well. But I, I would put Kelly up there in, in most sports. Um, the one complaint you seem to have had over the about this is a question. This isn't for me. Just so you know, yeah. Let me guess. You've, you've you've had over the years is number of bathrooms out on the golf course in the PGA Tour. Yeah. What? What is the number you would like to see out what there to hole. satisfy? How is that so difficult? I can't choose when I go. When you're nervous, you go. Is this kind of yeah, how it is? That is true. There's people around. There's cameras. I've already seen on national TV taking a piss against the tree. So I would think they want to want to protect that, but apparently not. Is that I is mean, that the, so unreasonable? This the, is why everybody was so concerned because I didn't this, ask. I didn't write the question. Merger, John, merger this. Me. What's going to happen with this? Are they going to compensate who? What's all this? I just thought. Well, I'm not going to. You know, with the least objectionable request I can find. So and one a hole. bathrooms. One a hole. You want to hear some funny? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I love funny stories. The same week. I love you, Kelly. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> the same week, Jason Gore, who works for the PJ Tour. Uh, goes to Kelly. He's like, hey, Kelly, is there anything the PJ Tour can do better for you? He's like, well, 
you know, as wives when we're out there, it's really hard to find access to a bathroom. <laughs> is there, you know, is there a chance we can go to a tent? That was literally, she hadn't seen it like two or three hours after the, I did my press conference. Oh, she had no idea. Talking about porta potties. <laughs> so here comes to like us, like I think people must think we have an, an obsession with bathrooms or a problem, one of the two. I don't know. Yeah. This damn Rom family has a bladder problem. Uh, we're very hydrated. I did it. notice now. But um, in her point, though, is more like when you're following certain groups. Like if I get paired with Scotty, especially which I did that week, there's a lot of people following. They can't go to every porta potty. Not everywhere's accessible. They can't go on all the sponsored tents, right? So that's kind of what she meant. Is there anywhere we have access to go in peace? Shit, when I played, you could just go right out of the tee box. Nobody was watching. Yeah. It's also a lot easier for men than it is for women, right? So Yeah. I did notice now, though, they're putting inside the player porta-potties the a list of where all the bathrooms are located for you. Oh, so you can plan ahead. Yeah, I mean, that's just yeah. so over top. Like, that's just... That's I nice. thought that was really courteous. Plan ahead. I saw the list and I was like, I'm gonna forget in the next two steps. By the way, wait till you get to Beth Page. There ain't gonna be any bathrooms. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> it's funny because we like, one of the things in the Ryder Cup, Luke was saying, like sending me texts about, I right, John, this is where the bathrooms are. This is holes, and uh, surprisingly, they weren't on every hole, which is kind of frustrating. But you know, they make you show a passport to get into one. That'll be our secret at Beth Page. No pissers for the hey, Euros. You can, you can. That's that's when I got shown on TV and it's the tree. That's. Yeah, that that's right. That was Beth that's Page. Right. Yeah. That was the time. You got that. caught. Well, with, I either go through a million New Yorkers to go to the public bathroom, or I take my chances in the hay with the ticks. So I just went on the tree. They're very understanding people yeah. up there in New York. You no, know, they liked it. It was funny. Very accommodating. Yeah, they all, they all thought it was funny. Yep. You got any more? Well, Johnny, we appreciate you so much. Thank well, you for everything you do. Is yes. that all you had? Oh, Three we questions? Do have a, no, it's not no, them. It was like six. Oh, sorry. Yeah, we only got a certain amount of time. We had one in here that you kind of already answered during the show. Yeah, but first off. that up. We got to say thanks to Edgar and the Manor Barbershop. This has been incredible. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much. If you're in Old Town Scottsdale, come see him. There's a bunch of bars very close by, so good reason to come on in. Yes. And also, Phoenix Children's Hospital, thank you for everything. Thanks for having Sleaze and I on the Subpar Podcast. All right. Well, that was John Rom joining us on Subpar about a month ago for Phoenix Children's. Just had an absolutely incredible time down there at the Manor Barbershop. Once again, thank you to Edgar and all his people involved there. That was really cool. Sitting up in the barbershop chairs. Thought it was a really cool setting. He's got all his incredible memorabilia behind him and everything. But it was cool to sit down and go over a year that was fantastic for John Rom. Obviously, before the live announcement, um, you know, we we kind of went back and forth on what we should do with this episode once the announcement happened. I. We reached out to his team, talked to them. They're like, look, it's all positive stuff. It's for a great cause. Let's just put it out there anyway. Yeah, and I couldn't agree more. Like, I knew right when he announced that, first thing, texted you guys, like, uh, so the ROM episode, what are we going to do with that? We just want to, like, once again, make it very clear, the live had not been announced. We did not know about it. John had made no indication he was going to live. It was not even a topic of conversation at the time. This was just an interview we did with John kind of recapping his year and if and when he's he's able to speak about live and the move and all the factors that went into it we hope to get him in here 100 right now because he's been as good to us as anybody right after the masters i mean you said the green jack has been what two places one of which he's worn was it, here in our studio he's worn it twice in public outside of augusta national and that was here on subpar the week after he won the masters and then to throw out the first pitch at the diamondbacks world series game yeah he's been as good to us as anybody every time you know, he wins the Masters and like reaches out like, hey, you want to do an episode? I'm home for eight days. Let's get it done. Like he goes out of his way to help us. So all the live stuff, put it to bed. And by the way, like, let's focus on what he's actually doing for good. There's all this like talk about what's going on that's bad in the golf world. Like he, he donates money to Phoenix Children's, young kids with cancer. Like there's not a more, you know, there's not a cause you'd rather support more than that. And John Rom's doing it. So shout out to him, man. Yeah. I always love talking to John. Great dude. Couldn't agree more. Always love having him on. And once again, thanks to Phoenix Children's. If you can donate to that great cause, please do. They are awesome. And uh, John is awesome for coming on with us at all times. Like I said, we wish we could talk about the live stuff, but we didn't know what was going to happen when it came out. So hopefully everyone understands that. Um, all and right, when he can talk about it, we'll do it. Yeah, and let's send let's send y'all out a winner in 2023. Let's yeah. see if we can give you some winning football picks, which is obviously our expertise. Last week, we didn't lose. We both pushed. I know, that's hard to do. Hard to do, by the Better way. Better than losing. Chiefs, 10. My Bears. 10 at, at the Patriots. The Bears lost a heartbreaker for I, me. It I almost, was on the Bears, Almost dude. pulled it off. It's on the Bears, too. That was uh, They had that one pretty much sewn up and then found a way. All right. Well, let's go ahead and pick one more NFL game. This one's just wild to me. I don't 
I just I love the story of Joe Flacco. The Fighting Flaccos, the Cleveland Browns, are catching two and a half over the Houston Texans. By the way, who I like, but C.J. Stroud, I believe, will be out again. D'Amico Ryans could possibly be coach of the year. He's done an incredible job with them. But give me the Browns plus two and a half over the Texans. Flacco time. He's here. A little, defense is little sick throwback. Defense is nasty, and he's met. He hasn't been perfect, but he's led some game-winning drives since he got there. He's doing things that a lot of quarterbacks in the league can't do. What are they on their fourth fourth quarterback in Cleveland this year? It's like that franchise. Damn, they just can't keep a quarterback around. I'm gonna go here, Cole, with a team that's trending. A team that like I don't think we've even spoken about in terms of like playoffs uh, throughout the entire season, but they're starting to play good, and there's a way for them to get into playoffs. That's the L.A. Rams. They're given four at home against the Saints. Saints good at home. Haven't been great on the road this year, but Stafford's starting to play. That team's starting to play. And like all of a sudden, it's like, damn, here come the Rams. So give me the Rams running hot, minus four over the Saints. All right. Chicken. Hopefully we send you out a winner in 2023. Real quick, give me the two winners of the college football playoff games. Here we go. This is my prediction. The winner of the Michigan-Alabama game will be your national champion. I think that's going to be a great game. I'm going to go Michigan winning the college football championship over Washington. Well, perfect. We're on the exact opposite side. Give me Nick Saban, a month's prepare. I'm not 100% confident in that quarterback, but I think Nick Saban is just an, arguably the best coach of all time in college football. I know Jim Harbaugh is fantastic, but they've gone through a lot this season. I think Alabama pulls the upset on Michigan. And then I got to go with the Texas Longhorns, man. I'm a Texas guy. Uh, I love that's who I root for other than SMU in college football. Quinn Ewer is a stud. I think that's going to be an also a great game against Washington, but I'm going to go Texas versus Alabama. And Texas is officially back. Horns Texas doing it again. Back. Give me the horns in the national Two title. Dubs, hard to beat a hard to beat a great They've team had, twice. They did. They obviously had the heartbreaking loss last year to them. Then when it went to Tuscaloosa this year, took care of business pretty handily. I know it's tough to beat Nick Saban twice, but I think the Horns are going to do it. Yeah, Bama, a different team than they were early in the year. But this is why, with all the shit that was going on with the college football playoffs, we did get two sweet matchups mm -hmm. for the playoffs, and these are both really good, and I expect two really good ball games followed by a good national championship. TCU set the tone last year with that squeezer, you know, that nail-biter throughout. We've kind of set the bar for great championship games. Hopefully they can live up to it. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Can't wait for it. And also... Once again, that's it for us for 2023. We got a couple of weeks off. We're going to go enjoy it with the family, um, have a little downtime, film some episodes, and we'll be back to you in 2024. Can't thank you all enough for listening. It's been an incredible year on Subpar. Thanks to our sponsors, everyone behind the scenes for all that they do. Um, we'll talk to you on Subpar in 2024. We love you.